Thank you for listening to the Paper Dungeon Podcast Edition. In this episode, we meet Edward, a half-wood elf who lacks life experience beyond his family's estate. Will he be able to handle his first time venturing into the lower classes of Athala? Find out in this episode of The Paper Dungeon. Awesome! Welcome back to another episode of The Paper Dungeon. Today we're here with Grant as he plays his character Edward Fellows. Um, Super, super rad, super excited. I'm so hyped for this. I've been waiting, dude. And I can't wait. (laughs) The first time pulling out my character sheet felt like it was magical, man. Oh my gosh. It's going to be so good. I feel bad for Aaron because I was like, (laughs) okay, who do I feel is going to be like the most cool with being last? And I knew that Aaron would be. And I knew everyone else was going to like want to get through their characters really quickly because they're all super excited. And Aaron's super excited for his character too. But I knew Aaron would be like the most chill. So I'm glad we're like getting towards the end of these character one shots. Um, Just some quick upkeeps um, since we're talking about it. Uh, In case you haven't realized it, we're going to be doing character one shots for each of the individual characters to kind of highlight them and let you guys get to know them. Um, And then what we'll do is we're actually going to have two small group shots um, and then we'll have a one week break. And then the following week after that, I believe it's the 7th of September. Um, I don't quote me on that, but I believe it's the 7th of September will be the first episode of our full campaign um, where all these crazy goons get together and uh, hopefully decide to stick with each other. We'll, we'll see how well I can uh, make that happen. Um, so yeah, that's kind of the schedule going forward just so that everybody knows. Um, yeah, Grant, do you have anything you want to say before we get started? Hmm. You know, I would like to do, uh, I would like to say something real quick. Um, I'm just going to show people uh, my D20 of this set because I bought a set of dice specifically <laughs> for this. Um, and here's oh, yeah, the D20, really it's Amethyst. Oh, yeah. And Look that is that. Edward's it's dice. So I've also pretty. been practicing his accent all day and I'm excited for it to get better as I play. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. Well, without further ado, we'll go ahead and um, get started. So, Edward, we open in the city of Athala. Um, This is the capital city of Ocleron, the country um, that you've lived in your whole life and the city that you've lived in your whole life. You are actually up on the northern side of the inner third ring of the city. This is where uh, many people of prominent power and estate who either are political leaders or businessmen, people that have quite a bit of money live. Um, Your estate was one of the first to be founded here um, in the third ring as they continued to build up um, not quite the fourth ring where um, the truly elite high-end powers live, but just beneath them. Um, As you know, Anthala is a, uh, a city that's basically built into the cave of the Lumincona mountain range. Um, there was just this natural divot in the mountain, so they built into it and a wall around it, so it kind of makes this circle within this, like half circle within the cave and then half out of it, um, and they've built upwards towards the roof of this cave slowly and surely. Um, and so your castle-like estate has been there for many, many years um, since your grandfather uh, built it from his hands. Um, and so it's basically where you've lived your whole life. Um, and as we open... It's going to be um, just another morning for you, just something that you've always done. You wake up, you go through your morning routine of stretching. Um, Your butler, Charles, comes in um, asking you what you need. Um, He begins to help you um, as you get dressed and brush your teeth and very much the pampered lifestyle that you have lived um, before eventually you head downstairs um, towards the dining room. Um, There you can see your father, uh, Newgate, um, sitting um, as he reads um, a pretty thick tome, um, and he's sitting there with what looks like um, 
a bowl of oatmeal um, eating. You enter that and your father looks up um, from his glasses that are down at his nose and says, uh, Good morning, Edward. Uh, good morning. How, how are you today, father? I'm doing swell. I'm uh, just trying to manage some books here, manage some papers. Um, our shipments of Arginite are coming in quite well, so um, it's working out very nicely. Um, I think we're going to be able to raise the prices about 3%, which should be quite nice, as uh, some, of the, some of the mines have been a little bit slower, and so the, the pricing has been able to go up. Wow, you're, you're raising the prices again. That's, that's amazing. Uh, also, uh, did Charles whip up the tea that I asked him to whip up last night? Um, I'm not sure you can go check Charles! Charles! Uh, right away, sir! Um, and this, uh, not too much older, um, probably about the same age as your father, probably, um, about mid-40s, mid to late 40s, um, wrinkled man, um, a really, really dark, chocolatey skin with, uh, kind of this whitened, uh, not whitened, but graying, um, kind of thick, curly hair, um, on his head. He comes rushing in saying, yes, sir. Uh, what can I get for you? Um, remember last night I mentioned the, uh, green tea, the oolong tea that, that I'd like ah, for the yes, most. yes, yes. Let me go get it. Oh, thank um, you. Um, and he makes his way into the kitchen, um, and about a few moments later, he comes out with a tray that has a couple um, uh, tea, um, cups of tea, um, and a mm -hmm. teapot um, coming out. Mm -hmm. You can see that there's steam coming up from the teapot as he brings it and sets it down on the table and then pours you a cup and hands it to you. Thank Your tea, th sir. Thank you very much. Father, would you like a cup? No. Okay. Uh, before going back to looking at his book. Perfect. Um, Father, uh... What's planned today? You said there was maybe something special going on? Um, no, nothing particularly special. Um, Charles is going to run into town and run a few errands. He's actually going down to the lower level, I suppose. Um, you could go with him if you want. If you're looking for something to do, I suppose. I, you, I can go. I can go with him? Yeah, I suppose it's... It's probably time for you to go out and see our city if you're going to take over the business and understand how it works. You should know the people that we're supplying and all that we provide for people. Well, so, I, I, yeah, I suppose you could go down. Man, I, I haven't been out of our state since for, for many years. I, I can hardly even remember the last time. This this is special, Father. This is this is huge. I'm I'm going to, for the first time, see, see my town, see where I'm from. This is amazing. I... I mean, I, I do love the estate. I don't mean to offend you, but, I mean, there's, there's a whole world out there. I, ca I can't wait to see it. Ch yes, yes, yes. Charles! Charles will explain. Charles! I'm right here, sir. Uh, oh. <laughs> you look over your other shoulder and he's right there. <laughs> uh, Charles, Yes, sir. W would you put, put together my uh, things? I'm, I'm not used to going out. I don't really know what I need, but uh, I'm, I'm assuming you would know, correct? Do you go out often? Well, I do, uh, as you have been around the estate, it is false. You'd probably want a jacket and maybe to put on some shoes. Otherwise, you should be just fine. It's not like we're going into the wilderness or anything. <laughs> well, kind of feels that way. Hmm. Let me grab your coat, sir. And he um, begins making his way to the foyer where you know there is a cloak closet. Um, comes back a few moments later with your 
very very nice well kept leather coats oh yeah um, super super well um kind of patina just enough to like really look kind of rustic and really like um, broken in and just absolutely gorgeous leather coat um, and might i say i look stunning uh should i take uh, this time always. to describe my character uh no okay <laughs> okay this character art beneath you and we'll do that during the first session that sounds good oh no that sounds good. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, there is character art. <laughs> people can uh, people can guess for a little bit. We'll do that during the first um, open session. So I love I need it. To fix this so my headphones don't die. Dude, Ooh. you are good. Take your time, Mr. DM. This is your game. I, I trust you All right. with my life. Well, that's good because I'm gonna kill your character. Oh, okay. <coughs> Wait, what? Did I say that out loud? Good thing we're only level <laughs> one because that's easy. <laughs> hey, for those of you that know, you know at. A couple wind shots ago. Hey, anyway. Um, what? Anyway, <laughs> nothing. Um, so, we, uh, yeah. Charles helps you put on your coat. Um, you go to set out with your boots. Um, and then Charles comes back to that foyer um, with a basket and a list. Um, and he looks at you and goes, uh, shall we depart, sir? Um, that, that would be great. Uh, should I bring some snacks? For, how far away is it? We'll be going down to the first level to pick up some more obscure items. So it should it will be gone for a few hours, but there should be markets along the way that you could uh, potentially buy some fresh fruit or that would be wonderful. Actual like fruit from the street. That's that's so that's so cave like. Uh, I mean, that's that's where we'd normally get the fruit. It's just that I bring it back to you. But. Oh, you're such a mystery to me, Charles. Uh, let's go. Yes, very much so, sir. Um, and he opens the door and begins leading you down the long, long, um, not a driveway, but a path that leads up to your estate, um, out to your to the borders um, where you have your um, fence, and there's another road. Um, it all curves around, and you guys have a large enough estate that um, you actually take up probably about like a, like a 30-second of the whole third ring. Like 30 seconds. You have a pretty... <laughs> yeah, like it doesn't seem like a lot, but when you're talking about like oh yeah, that's several miles that's of plenty. circle, that's that's a big area. Um, and so you make your way down to the edge of your estate before Charles opens the gate for you and lets you through. Um, and it's a gorgeous day out. The thing it's interesting because um, Athala is in a cave technically, like half of it's in a cave and half of it's mm. not. Um, but the uh, some of the mages that helped to create this city uh, many years ago actually uh, put a spell on the inner half of the state so that it mimics the weather that's happening on the outer oh. um, side of the uh, city. So cool. that it's all the same weather, um, and it's really, really rad. Um, and today is a nice day. It's not quite fall yet. It's just on the verge of um, summer going into fall. Just what as the leaves are just beginning to year. turn. Um, yeah, as just as the leaves are starting to turn um, to different shades and it's just getting a little bit colder, probably about 55, 60 degrees, just enough that you kind of want a jacket if you're, there's going to be a little bit of a breeze, um, which there is going through. And you begin making your way through um, this upper portion of Athala. Um, the estates here are all quite lovely. None of them um, are quite as big as yours. You happen to own one of the largest estates in um, the Third Ring. Of, of course, it's, it's the Fellows Estate. Everybody knows about it. That's exactly it. right. Yeah. Um, as one of the largest suppliers of Argonite, which is a very rare mineral, you guys are 
loaded, uh, to say the least. Um, and so you guys go through and you begin making your way down these streets. Um, many, many houses are of similar stature and size, very castle-like, very um, well-built and stuff like that. Just none of the properties are quite as big. Uh, and you make your way around to the southern side of the ring where there are two staircases that go down um, and at one gate. As you approach the gate, you can see that there are two um, guards uh, manning the gate. Uh, as soon as they see Charles, though, they um, recognize him and immediately allow him to pass, nodding at you as you go. Um, Charles waves, and then you guys begin making your way. I, I say, I say to the guards, I say, "Hail and well met, friends." As I pass. Yes, sir. They say, as, or one of them says, as uh, you pass him, and then they kind of like look at each other. <laughs> yes, um, that's what I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can see that these staircases are pretty big. The walls of these cities are probably about 60 to 70 feet tall um, as they go down. Um, you know that there are several um, basically um, sub-tunnels beneath each layer of the city that go um, deep into the ground um, that allow for um, either incognito transportation or the smuggling different things um on occasion you know that your father has brought in a few different people um from uh neighboring countries that weren't quite as welcome here as ambassadors but you conducted business with them and so you um there's a couple different ways that they have been smuggled in stuff like that and so there are tons and tons of tunnels and rooms and stuff like that beneath the third levels that go down about um that 75 feet before getting to the base of the second level and so you go down these um, crisscrossing staircases. Eventually, there's four flights of them that go down before you get to yourself into the second ring. Mm -hmm. um, this is a another pretty beautiful ring. It's not the lowest ring. It's not the uh, most impoverished. Um, and here you can see that it being a larger ring, there's much more to it. There's many, 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 many houses um, mm. just of regular estates, um, nothing quite as fancy or as rich. Um, not like super poor, not like they're um, living in shacks or huts or anything like that, but um, basically suburbs. Um, and then towards the south portion of this ring, there are um, there's a very large market. And as you begin making your way through, there's um, it becomes quite lively, as you can see, as you go down and around this front half of the circle. And probably about a four-mile um, arc of this circle is all markets um, with people that uh, sell anything from magic items to leatherworks to food to fruit to pets to mm. um, transportation to... Um, farm animals, all of this is all a part of this market here in the second level, um, and it is rowdy and loud and chaotic wow. um, and almost a little overwhelming for you as, like, you've never really seen this many people, and you've never seen so many people yelling and screaming without being angry or mad or anything like that, just trying to get what they want before it sells out or anything like that. Um, Charles. 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 Yes. Is, is, uh, yes, sir. Is everything okay around here? Is, is there something going on? If this is this is so uncivilized. What's happening? There's so many people. <laughs> Calm down, my master. I, this is normal. The markets are only open two days a week, and so uh, you have to get all your supplies when you can. Oh. And so uh, many people are trying to get what they want without having to uh, wait in line or uh, before they sell out. That is what people are doing. Right okay, now. but the 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 running and the yelling is is this how everybody behaves? <laughs> To a certain extent, uh, mostly on market days, though. Most people are much more civilized than this. Uh, okay, um, also, I noticed that the houses, 
they're so much closer together. Like, do they have any privacy? Privacy, if you may. They, uh, yes, they do. They, they're able to stay within the houses if they don't want to see people. And mm, interesting. It, uh, has a, it's interesting. As one that came from the second level, there's a, there's a greater sense of community. Um, but okay. I noticed uh, people can stick together a little more. You are more in touch with your neighbors, uh, which can be nice. It's kind of like rabbits after they're born. I suppose. Okay, I get it. If you it's wanted like to use that communal. analogy, Master. Are, are they all related? I'm, I'm just kidding. I know they're not. <laughs> oh, you, aren't uh, I funny, Charles? Laugh with me. <laughs> oh, Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> uh, we should keep going. And he began meandering his way through these markets, um, stopping at a couple different places, um, stopping to grab fruits. There's um, one shop that has apples and strawberries and um, corn and different vegetables and fruits and all these different types of produce. Um, and he um, basically fills his basket with it um, and then occasionally, the basket to occasionally you. Occasionally, I, I eat a strawberry or a peach. Yes. Um, here, Edward, you hold this, and he hands you the basket. Okay. Um, I... And as soon as you grab it, it's heavy. Mm. It's full of bright produce, um, and you're immediately just like, woo, okay, I haven't had to lift anything this heavy <laughs> ever. Yes. Um, at which point, um, he goes up to another um, another. Uh, I immediately shop. set the basket on the ground. <laughs> um, and grabs a second basket. Um, he hands them a few coins, um, paying for the basket before coming back up to you and hands you the empty basket. And then he takes the one full of produce. Oh, this um, is much, says, this one's much better. I like this one more. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is a little bit lighter. Uh, we'll have to have you come more often. You can get stronger arms. And he just starts like, uh, lifting the basket at which point you notice that Charles is pretty decently strong. Dude. Like he's not a scrawny man. Edward's impressed. Um, Edward never noticed, but yeah, he's like, dang. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Charles is, a, Charles is a good guy. Um, and he continues to make his way through the market as you follow him. Uh, there are people of all different races and colors and backgrounds. You can see gnomes, some half elves, some actual full elves, which is a little bit interesting. You see lots of humans. You see um, a couple dwarves, some uh, half orcs, um, all the likes. Um, you can see when you look at the half orcs that they typically, um, if, they're running, if they're running a shop, it's much less busy. And if they're walking around, it's uh, there's almost like a bit of girth to them. Like mm -hmm. people kind of, stick around them uh, which is something that you notice um every once in a while a gnome will go running through your legs um, <laughs> along with halflings and stuff like that people of all different um races and backgrounds are here in this market trying to get their supplies for this coming week um charles after about charles yes uh, did, yes sir did you see there there are orc people here uh, yes, half orcs. What, did, what about them? I've I've heard horrible, horrible stories of orcs. I, first of all, I I didn't know they could mate with, I mean, uh, n normal like people. Second of all, I aren't they a bit uh, aggressive to be in a crowd? Are, are we in danger? You have quickly realized that the people of Ocleron are a rumbunctious group. I, I've noticed and a couple gnomes not, have run through my legs. 
they're quite cheeky. Yes. Yes, very much so. They do not understand some of the levels of high-end life, and thus they do not understand how to behave themselves often. And so they will oftentimes make mistakes, such as mating with unholy races. We tend to avoid them. Okay, that makes um, sense. I, 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 I understand. I'll, I'll keep my eye out. Thank you, Charles. Yes. Uh, yes. We should keep going, though. And he um, begins making his way through. It takes about an hour for you to make your way through this whole um, section. Uh, not the whole section. You basically entered the stairway. It goes about halfway, enters about halfway the market. And so it goes about two miles to your right and two miles to your left. Um, you guys had taken a right and began making your way down the market that way. Um, and after about an hour of walking and stopping and shopping, um, eventually the market kind of ends and it goes more into suburbs and you can see there's one more large gate, um, that Charles goes to, um, this time he makes his way down and it has to show, um, a card. Um, he shows a, uh, basically you, you have them as well. They're papers that just, uh, identify who you are. It's kind of like uh, social security numbers or birth certificate, stuff like that. Um, it's Ocleron's version of it. Um, and so Charles shows those, um, at which point he actually gets stamped. Um, on his wrist along with you. I pull my hand back right down. before they do it. I say, what are you doing? Oh. Are you Edward, planning on defacing totally... my wrist? Yes. Do you see the the people of the lower ring are filthy and do not need to be here on the upper rings. And so if you're going to go down to the lower ring, you need to be able to be marked to be able to come back so that people would allow you to come back in. This is so that you don't get stuck down there. Well, okay, I suppose. Does, is it, it, it washes off, correct? Quite easily? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, okay. Yes, it washes off quite easily. Okay, I suppose. Um, at which I, point the guard... I cringe. Just grabs your wrist, kind of aggressively. Yeah. Um, and then stamps you. Ah, that was, um, that was rough. And I keep walking, following Charles. <laughs> um, Charles makes his way down. Um, this staircase is actually a little bit longer than the secondary staircase. Um, it's probably about 100 feet to go down. Um, and you guys go between about seven or eight switchbacks, um, going back and forth before making your way into the lower city, um, most lowest portion of the city. Uh, and there is a, st a stark sight. Um, there, you're used to um, lots of plants and well-kept roads, um, beautiful houses, pillars, lots of lovely people. Um, here there is... Um, an overcrowded population of dirty, filthy, not great um, land. Um, it's interesting because there are some parts of the lower level that are still like fairly nice, um, but the further you go into the cave and around the backside, um, it gets worse and worse and worse and darker and darker and darker. Um, you guys are still in the southern portion, so you uh, arrive in what looks like a plaza. Um, with a fountain in the middle, um, and it's fairly nice. Across the way, you can see a couple different buildings um, that are all in still pretty decent condition, but as you look further right, you can see it begins to get uh, more and more diminished the further left right you go, and the same thing right, um, or left. Um, so uh, if, left I'm, right. if I'm picturing this correctly, the farther I go into the city, the lower rings, the further into the cave it is? No, or so... It's all, there's rings that go 
Each ring is about halfway out of the cave and halfway into the okay, cave. Okay, I understand. The lower you go, yeah, the lower you go, the more impoverished it is. But the closer to the outside of the ring, or yeah, to the outside section of the ring, not the um, covered cave portion mm-hmm. of the ring, the nicer it is. Okay. So if you're in the lowest level on the very northern side or the, the side farthest into the cave, you could imagine would be the most distraught. Okay, so uh, which part are we in now? Are we in the cave? You're currently outside the cave. Okay. You're in the southern portion of the lowest ring. So it's still kind of nice. They try to mimic the second ring a little bit. I mean, but it's shabby. But you can tell, <laughs> yeah, you can tell that it's um, it's not the greatest. It's uh, a little bit dirty. It's the, the materials here are not pristine, high-quality hardwoods or anything like that. Sure. Um, you know, it's still nice. It's rustic in its mm. own way. Um, to Edward, could, though, it's absolutely it's, trash. It's gross. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's it's just absolutely disgusting. Um, and as you look around the plaza, you can see that there's a lot of people just sitting around doing nothing. Mm. Um, it's quite interesting. Um, having time to relax is one thing. If you, you know, if you're studying or if you're reading a book um, or listening to music or creating music or anything like that, that's one thing. But sitting hunched over against the bench or against the wall um or anything like that is not something you've really ever seen before Mm. um and it's quite shocking to you that people would have the time to just go about doing something especially seeing someone like your father who is constantly busy constantly working i rarely um, see him that you almost have to like exactly you almost have to like fight for his attention um seeing something like this where nobody's doing anything or it seems like nobody's doing anything is interesting to you hmm. yeah charles uh yes sir well first first of all i'm i'm a bit happier it's it's a bit quieter here i i like that that was quite obnoxious earlier but this <sighs> this looks quite uh drab it's it's quite shocking and and these people they 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 look saddened what has something terrible happened was there a was there a natural disaster a why are these people like this? The Lost Ring is home to many people who don't have a home. Um, the city does not want people to... They have a reputation they wish to uphold. And so they want people to want to come here. And having people that are impoverished dirtying the city is something that we try to hide and so they stay on the lower level um and if you look and he goes and he points out far right and up a little bit you can actually see that there's um there's the outer wall but there's two staircases on either side if you look out right or out left um east or west um there's two staircases that go from the front of the wall um and lead right up to the second level um, these are so that visitors who do not wish to see the first level do not have to. Um, they can just go right up to the second level and enjoy the more satisfying parts of life here in Athala. Hmm. Well, that's that's quite sad. That 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 doesn't seem fair. I mean, I'm I'm all for keeping <laughs> keeping people who are a little less um, uh, je ne sais quoi. I I. I don't mind keeping those people out of the way, but um, 
they they just look so sad like maybe give them like Oh, okay. Clearly, we, we want to keep out the those that don't have as much je ne sais quoi, but, um, I mean, this, this just doesn't seem fair. They, they look so drab, and, and who, who, who is permitted to live like this? I mean, this is hard. There are, there are programs in place to help these people. Uh, they, the problem is they just won't help themselves, really. It's truly uh, uh, unfortunate, so... Hmm. We just let them be, and if they wish to have help, then they, they come to us, apparently. I, I suppose that makes sense. I'm I not mean, super familiar with the system, but... Yeah, M many of them many of them are just sitting. <laughs> I mean, I suppose they could be making something of themselves. Exactly, yes. We try, not, we try to avoid them. Anyway, we have uh, some things we need to get. Um, we need uh, to make our way uh, That leads to another question. Why are, are we shopping down here? Or, or what, what are we doing? Isn't there plenty in the marketplace? That place was full. There are certain items that are harder to acquire and require interacting with some more unsavory people. Hmm. Um, we need to get um, Chico lotus leaves. They will, they're for an experiment your father is doing with Audronite and um, the refinement of it and different things. And we're seeing if these leaves can potentially help quicken some certain effects. It's all a part of the business. I'm sure your father will explain it to you, but we need okay, to okay. we need to go run to oh. the shop. Okay, Charles, you're beginning to make me nervous. Uh, these are these like dangerous fellows. Should I wait? Uh... No, 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 no. You will be just fine. Um, if you're going to inherit your father's business, you need to learn how to interact with these type of people. Okay. Uh, Okay, let's go then. I, I can do it. Yes, very well. Uh, we must go east. And so he begins making his way left or east for you. Um, and so they begin making their way through. Um, and as you're going through, there um, is a number of different um, kind of areas that you're going through. As you go through left, the road kind of winds around these um, interesting little switchbacks and loops and stuff like that where all these houses are and different back alleys are um, before eventually it splits to go around this plaza um, another smaller plaza this one is recessed where there is kind of it's almost like an amphitheater um, and so it's like these concrete not concrete but stone stairs that go down into this um, kind of recessed area um, and it's still fairly nice um, we haven't quite gotten to the point where it's really starting to look impoverished um, and so as you get to the split, he takes um, a right for you and then immediately goes around the corner and begins making his way down this little um, uh, square down this road of shops um, before eventually stopping in front of this pretty dark and um, dismal shop. There's no sign above it. Um, it's kind of... It, it's interesting because it blends in with the rest of the... Um, shops here along this wall um, but as soon as he stops in front of it and you actually like take a glance and notice at it it is so much different than all the rest um, while the rest of the shops look um, at least like they're trying to stay in good condition like people dust them every once in a while um, this shop is um, dusted and um, uh, rotting in places there's no sign you can see that there's one um, big window in the front 
that um, has like grime around the edges and the corners and it looks like it's beginning to um, be in disarray. Um, and there's a couple of different puppets that uh, line the front of the window, um, hmm. at which point Charles goes in and there is um, a little uh, ring as it, like there's a, a bell towards the top of the door um, and he enters in. Um, do you follow him into the room? Um, first, I pause and I say, no, I expect he doesn't hear me. I go, Charles, Charles. Uh, the door closes. The- Charles, oh, uh, uh, and I look around. I, I hold my nose and I'm like, oh, smell. Is this place safe? Uh, and I take a closer look at the puppets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they're all three um, male puppets. Um, all humanoid in nature. You can see they're like the the ones with like the strings and the mm-hmm. uh, like the thing above it that you use to make them dance. Um, and you, so you make your way through, uh, but they're all creepy in their own way, um, as usually dolls are. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, kind of spindly. Their their arms and legs are a little bit longer than they would normally be on a human. Um, Gross. Just Edward. enough. Just it. Just enough to not look quite right and be unsettling, mm. but you don't. Is it's interesting because you're like, okay, this is weird, but it's also like just normal enough that you're like, right? Uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, creepy. Sure. Um, these are uh, interesting. Uh, oh, ew. I don't know if I want to go in here. I, I thought we were getting pedals, not puppets. And I walk through the door. Ring, <laughs> ring. Um, the door again rings as you open and close it. Um, at which point you can see Charles um, is at a desk. There is, as you walk in, there's one um, shelf immediately to your left, and then there's a um, counter that goes out um, along this left wall um, with a little section that you can go around, and you can see that there's a, a back hallway or room or something like that that's curtained off. Um, there's then shelves that go all along the back and the right side of the room with one um, like set of shelves that go through the middle of it. And there are knickknacks and random items. You can see that there are like bones in places um, that have like intricate symbols drawn on them. There's armor, there's weapons, there's hmm. um, different, um, a variety of different things going on that um, look bizarre in nature they're just weird um you can't really tell how they work or what they would do um and then there's uh, a large variety of different um bottled liquids of different colors um all these different types of stuff um and you can see charles is at that counter talking to a um talking to a woman um she looks to be um tall slender she has um these uh this white um, silvery hair that's kind of pulled up into a braid that goes around the top of her head and kind of makes like a circle on top of her head. Um, she looks young, probably about 24 or so, rather beautiful, um, with bright blue eyes, um, kind of tannish skin. Um, her, again, her limbs are just a little bit longer than they should be. Uh, not enough to be like as disturbing or creepy as the puppets, but just like not quite proportional. Um, okay. And she's talking to. Is she Charles. a high elf, or or can I tell? She looks human. Okay. Yeah, okay. she looks human. Um, yeah, with um, kind of uh, high set cheekbones, sharp features. How pretty um, is she? Um, 
she's she's pretty 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 okay um but not like stunning it it just would depend on your taste you know she's uh she has nice features she has good skin um pretty um well taken care of okay not necessarily like everybody's type you know but it's it's best to you love is are the beauties in the eye of the beholder type of thing um okay so yeah you can you'd probably be she's probably the the prettiest woman that you have met aside from your mother Ow! and she's about my age i think i'm i'm 23 <laughs> i believe yeah yeah so this woman looks to be mid-20s uh maybe just a little bit older probably like 25 26 something like that okay um, and uh does oh, which, charles uh start speaking to her yes as you approach you can see that charles um is talking to her um and it's interesting because he's saying things with a certain inflection that makes you think that he means something else. Um, okay. <laughs> so um, he'll, he'll be going through and he says, um, we're in need of uh, uh, a special um, item or a special package that we brought in. There was a variety of different uh, counterfactors that allowed for new results that are intriguing and so we wish to try other methods um more i say foreign. i say charles i say charles charles uh one moment i i, I walk uh, up to the counter and look at yes, her and sir. i say you often don't find flowers in anthills w- what are you doing here i am conducting business young man it, what, what i'm trying to say is is you're quite beautiful and um the surroundings aren't um are you from I elsewhere see. You, you I could... have been all over. All over? Are you a traveler? I'm, I'm, you I'm quite intrigued. You see, I am a Fellows. My name is Edward N. Fellows, and, and oh. I'm from, of course, I come from, uh, you know, up, up. Um, and, and so I'm down here, and, and you're, you're just, you're, you've rather caught my eye. I'm, I'm curious oh, what you're yes. doing here. <laughs> oh, you are quite handsome yourself. You're, you, you know. And she kind of reaches out and touches your face. At which point, mm. Charles like puts a hand on your shoulder and just pulls you back like one step. I slap his um, hand off. I'm like, "What are you doing?" Uh, um, and I say, "Well, it seems like my butler is hands behind his back. <laughs> it seems like my butler is getting a little antsy. So, how about you guys conduct your business and maybe we can talk afterwards? So, does that sound nice?" Well, here, you know where my shop is. You take this. And she hands you um, just this little, it's actually, it's like her card, quote unquote. um, But it's just one piece of like thin slate with a couple Mm. different symbols kind of carved across it. Um, And right now they're glowing. Um, So she hands you that. Wow. Okay, um, I take it and I kiss it. I kiss it in front of her. I I will get back to you. Charles, do your business. I look forward to it. And I step back, and um, I, I'm still looking at her intently as Charles <laughs> talks with her. Very nice. Um, Charles continues his business. Um, eventually, um, this woman, who you don't know her name quite yet, um, because and um, she says that she understands, and she goes into the back room. Um, you can hear her kind of rummaging around a little bit before eventually coming back with a jar um interesting because the jar is actually it's like it's three jars that all like stack on top of each other um and in each one you can see there's a little bit of liquid with this lotus flower um Mm. floating at the top of it and there's three of them kind of stacked on top of each other 
Um, at which point she sets it down on the counter and she puts one flower, she takes the top flower off and goes 300, 800, 1,000. Um, at which point Charles Cal looks at her and says, 800 for all three. To which she kind of scoffs and goes, no, it would be 1,000. Um, I step in again and push Charles aside and I say, uh, perhaps you misheard him. Um, I, I, I am of the fellows. I, um, and 800 seems to suffice. Is that so? And she kind of reaches out and just... Like, tickles your chin just a little bit? <laughs> it actually tickles when I laugh. Oh, don't do that. Um, I suppose For we could the go. Young man. We could go. We could go. Uh, wait, what? For the young man, I could do 900. <gasps> yeah. Uh, I mean, that seems fair to me, Charles. I mean, look at her. <laughs> That's what I say. As you, as you wish, sir. And he pulls out a small stack of coins sets it down, and then pulls out 400 coins and puts it in another bag before leaving, um, or not 400, but four platinum out of mm. the, um, Dang, the bag before leaving the rest. Um, uh, and it's just a, it's a smaller bag. Um, you can see he says nine platinum or 900 gold. Um, and so she he sides that across the counter, at which point... Um, he then takes the lotus flowers and hands them to you to put in the basket, which you can now see has nothing else in it except for like um, straw, basically, okay. to help like cushion this. Um, I, I place... He puts it down in there. Uh, yeah, he yeah. places them. I immediately, like, I kind of roll my eyes and just go, ugh. And I, I uh, conjure um, Unseen Servant, I cast, which is a level one spell, which I'm sure you're familiar <laughs> yeah. with it, but I'll, I'll go ahead and explain it. It's, it's essentially a small, invisible, mindless, shapeless creature force that appears, um, and it, it, um, follows simple commands until the spell ends, um, et cetera, et cetera. That's essentially what it does. Um, and so I conjure this little guy, um, and I tell him, carry, follow. And I, I reach my basket out and just like, let go. Um, and I've done this several yeah. times, so I, I know exactly where it is. And uh -huh. the unseen servant grabs the basket, and it is now floating behind me. As soon as you cast magic, um, this woman kind of looks at you, like, up and down. And you can see that she's, like, checking you out and um, is very rather impressed. Um, you can see as she uh, kind of, or you hear as she turns, she goes, handsome and powerful. And then she uh, makes her way into the back room. I say, um, Charles, Charles, did you hear what she said? Um, yes, sir, I did. She, she didn't tag uh, on Rich, either. I, I think I'm in. Uh, I'll, I'll keep her in mind. I mean, she is human, after all. My, as, my father would like that. As you wish, sir, just be careful. You know, she is well-traveled. We'll, we'll put it that way. Um, but, I mean... You can do what you like, I suppose. And it, we should get back. Um, and he begins making his way um, over the course of the next, you know, 30 minutes or so. You make your way back towards um, the southern end of the um, lower ring before making your way back up um, the stairs. Um, you can see that there's a two... There's two gates. There's one at the bottom of the staircase that you have to go through that, where they check your sticker. Um, uh, and it's interesting because they don't just... Um, 
look at it, they actually have um, these stones that have holes in the middle and this little place, piece of glass that go over it, and they rest that over this, this symbol that they've stamped on you, um, and it glows faintly before they allow you to go through. Um, hmm. And so you do that at the first gate, and then when you get to the second level, they do that at the, um, the second gate as well. Um, allowing you to enter back into the second floor, the second ring, um, where it's a little bit more to what you're used to. Um, not quite as busy as it was. It's been a few hours since you first arrived there. And so people are starting to, um, pack up as they have either sold out or, um, they're no longer needing to, uh, sell things. Uh, there's still a few shops that are still open. Um, and still, uh, a decent amount of people around, not enough to really like, it's not as chaotic as it was before. Um, but you can see that it's getting probably about two o'clock you slept in a little bit as you normally do um, not needing to get up early by any means um, and then you've been gone for probably about five hours or so in total um, so you make your way back up um, um, so to feel a little bit hungry as, as we go through the yeah. marketplace um, I'd like to stop Charles I say Charles um, and I just stop and I look puzzled yeah. um, and Edward says um, y- you said something earlier that's been troubling me um, when when we were yes, down sir. at the lower level, you said you mentioned that the people don't have homes. I mean, I, I saw plenty of homes there. Certainly, they can find a place. But what what exactly did you mean by that? Do you mean they don't have families? Do you mean they um, stay in hotels uh, or travelers? Like like what do you mean? Uh, the people there that don't have homes are people that have no money. And cannot afford to buy the estates or rent an inn or anything like that. They are people I, I, that, I have, didn't that know, do not work. I didn't know there were people that didn't have money. I mean, how hard is it to get? You just do something. To a certain extent, yes. You have to be good at different things. And those people are not good at things. And not generally good people. You will quickly find that it takes a certain level of stature to really be able to hold on to one's morals. Your father can explain more to you about this. I don't feel like it is my place to educate you on this. Well, I have one more question. Um, so yes. if these people don't have homes, do do they have children? Like sometimes. I, I've seen ch- I've seen children running in the streets. Um, Earlier, you compared these people to that of bunnies, and I would say it's more that they are like rats. Hmm. And Hmm. he begins making his way back through um, the market. Yeah, Um, Edward Edward is challenged by that. Um, He doesn't (laughs) seem satisfied with that answer, Um, and and especially the thoughts of children and, and not having homes... Um, he, he's definitely having a hard time swallowing that pill. He didn't know there's so much, like, pain, and there are people so little. Um, so that's what's yeah. going on in his head as they jaunter back up to his estate. Yeah. Um, yeah, they make their way back to your estate. Um, every once in a while, Charles will just stop. You can tell that all the questions, um, he is conflicted because he feels like you should be educated on this stuff, but he doesn't feel like it's his place to educate mm. you on them. So he's not sticking as close to you. He'll walk ahead and then stop and let you catch up um, as you're going at a fairly slow pace as well. Um, and so he goes through and is doing that before you guys make your way all the way back up to your estate um, on the third ring. 
Um, it's nice to be home. It's nice to be in a clean, beautiful place um, with plenty of trees and benches and fresh air, um, all these types of things. Um, yes, make your way into the estate and Charles immediately makes his way towards the kitchen and begins um, dropping and not dropping off, but uh, putting away all the different food that he had gathered, the dried meats, the nuts, the fruits, the bread, cheese, all that good stuff um, as he puts it away before eventually he um, takes your basket and this goes to your father's um, office, which is almost always the door is closed and locked, um, simply sets the basket down in front of it, knocks three times, and then begins his way back into the kitchen to finish his duty. Hmm. Okay. Um, um, yeah, now that you're back at the estate, what would you like to do? First, obviously, I hang up my coat. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I, I would imagine that Edward would, actu Edward would actually go to his common living space, his room, and sit and think for a bit. Um, yeah. Just, like, kind of processing what just happened um, mm -hmm. and thinking more. But then uh, after sometimes passed and he's been thinking about it um he goes to his father's office and i mm -hmm. assume by now he's collected the basket and the yeah the closed. basket is no longer there and uh edward now he has rarely ever done this um but he knocks on the door um about three to four minutes pass by with nothing um before your father opens the door and almost is he's surprised to see you um he goes oh um edward i was expecting another delivery i wasn't expecting to see you. what 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 do you need um f father i i know you're quite busy i don't mean to uh, be abrasive but um i i i would like to chat a bit about um what what i saw outside today it it was quite oh. um surprising if if you have just a couple minutes um, he kind of like looks behind him back at his work before looking back at you and yes, I suppose that's fine. Come, come sit down. Um, and this is interesting. You have been in the office a couple times, but not often. Um, and every single time it's like a little different just because there's been so much time that passes be between, um, between the, the, the few times that you've been in there. Um, you can see that it's a fairly dark office with um, a couple different lamps um, in the corners, stuff like that to provide the little bit of illumination that it needs. Um, there are dark mahogany bookshelves all along the um, either side of it. Your father's desk sits a little further away from the wall where he can um, face out towards the door and there's two chairs in front of his desk um, on a nice um, rug. It looks like a, um, an owlbear rug. Mm, uh, wow. with a painting of uh, your whole family behind him. Um, you uh, being quite young when this painting was made, you can actually remember um, having this painting made as it was a very stressful time for you as your parents were both yelling at you to stay still for hours on end <laughs> and you did not want to do that. Um, you're quite young, but there's that painting um, hanging behind him on his desk and you can see there are books and ledgers and papers and um, like a, you can see there's a spilled jar of ink that has stained the desk um, in the past and there's wax on different places and quills all over. Very mm. uh, disorganized and busy. Um, but he says... Um, yeah, sit and um, then goes around the desk to sit at his um, chair before asking. Um, so, what is on your mind, son? Um, so, so just real quick, uh, 
Edward, this is nerve-wracking to Edward because he mm-hmm. never interrupts his father. Um, just, yeah. I just want to put that out there. This is taking quite a bit of courage. Um, Edward says, um, I, I saw some, some troubling things, things that I've never heard of before. Um, well, well, first of all, d- did you know that there's a such thing as half-orcs? Yes. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know... That, that's besides the point. They, they were in the marketplace. It was quite alarming. Um, Something but, that I have discovered about our race is that we enjoy the exotic side of life. Um, and you can see that he's actually, like, finicking with his ring um, <laughs> before allowing you to continue. Um, yes. Um, well, then, then we went lower, and I, I saw it was... It was quite uh, dirty. It, it was uh, it was quite shambled, and and I saw people. Uh, Charles said there were people with no homes, people with no money. Um, there were several just sitting, um, just sitting, not doing anything. And um, I, I don't know. It troubled me. And, and and Charles was saying that some people need skills and and things, and many people aren't wanted at the higher levels, which I understand, but I, I just don't get it. Like, why why are there people living that way? I mean, clearly there's enough money to go around. There were several people in the marketplace. We certainly seem to be doing okay. Like, isn't there something that we can do? Is is there, is it a corrupt the government? People, is the people of the lowest level are... Uh, hardened people who are stubborn to some of the benefits that we wish to give them. Education can be expensive. And as you know, being one of who has been one educated, we have spent many hours and many years making sure that you are prepared to take over this business and to understand politics and business and how Arjunite mining works and all this. So as you know, it takes a good fair bit of time and money and effort Stuff that we cannot provide for everybody. Um, so you're saying that they need to be educated. They just don't... To they a haven't certain been. extent. Education allows people to develop skills that create opportunities for them. And it can be hard for that to, to be given to some people. And it also doesn't help that they are ones who prefer crime and and are often more corrupt than willing to work hard for what they want. They'd rather, more often than not, they'd rather steal and take, allowing them to be lazy than to Mm. work hard for what they have. Like us, here at the upper levels, we work hard on our people of morals and strength who have rules and laws that we must follow in order to maintain our composure and maintain our style of life. And that is not something that they are willing to do. They would much rather take and steal and thrive off of the backs of others, is what my experience has given me on them. Hmm. I, I, I think I understand. Um, and and I, I won't bother you much longer. I just have one more question. I've, I've just been curious. Um, was, was Mother from one of the lower rings? She... No. It's quite simply. She, um... She was from other... She was from further up north in Vianola. 
uh, I had done a few different trips there, um, trying to find um, new places for mining opportunities in the Lunacona Mountains. Um, as you know, the mountain range that separates um, Ocleron from Vianola. And so um, on one of my visits there, she was um, helping guide me through the country, trying to discover new um, variations in the, in the formations of the rock that would allow to possibly um, allow for the creation of Audronite and different things. She was quite helpful um, in guiding my efforts, and that is how we met. And eventually we got married and fell in love, and she moved here. Um, as you know, she enjoys being outside and around town. She um, oftentimes also stays in Vianola. We have a separate estate there that she likes to stay at as well. Um, so no, she's not from the lower level. She's she's from Vianola. Okay, um... I think, I think I, I understand. Um, thank you for taking your time. I, I can go now. Uh, all right. Well, just um, let me know if you have any more questions, I suppose. Um, I am quite busy, so try and talk to Charles when you can, or to your mother or someone else. But if you need me, just let me know, I suppose. Um, and with that, uh, Char uh, not Charles... <laughs> Edward stands up, um, and he exits the room and closes the door quietly. Um, mm. Edward sits there and thinks again mm -hmm. a little bit. Um, and mm -hmm. then he, he would like to go to his mother. Um, I, I, would, I would like to make a point. Um, so Charles, uh, not Charles, I keep saying that, Edward, um, he doesn't know much about his mother. Um, mm -hmm. His he, he doesn't see his mother that often, um, and he doesn't really know anything about her life prior to meeting um, my father Newgate. Um, so, so mm -hmm. that conversation with his father was um, pretty new to him. Um, but yeah. uh, now Edward processing that and thinking about the Lord of Rings and thinking about um, his mother and not knowing about her past, um, he is going to go speak to his mother to try to just to ask her some questions regarding her heritage. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so, you know um, that your mother... I find, I try to find her in the estate, wherever yeah. she is. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know that she likes to hang out in the gardens uh, more often than not. Um, your father, when um, she moved to the estate, um, actually had several um, native trees from Vianola moved here to um, the estate to help it feel a little bit more homely for her. And so she oftentimes spends um, a large amount of time in the um in the in the garden around these trees and around this grove that he has kind of created um specifically for her um and so you go out um that's the first place that you look is that's where she is most often and you can see her um sitting on a bench um staring out into the uh into the grove um with a a little cup of wine okay um so i i i walk out and in my mind she's not facing me um, um, and I, I walk up behind her and I say, mother. Um, Edward, how are you? I got you again. And, and I give her a hug. Um, even if she's uh, sitting. She hugs you back. Yeah. Um, and, and I'd like to take a seat next to her if there is one. Um, yeah. She scoots over a little bit. Um, and allows you to sit down. Uh, what do you need, son? Um, so... Edward is clearly more comfortable with his mother. His his mother mm -hmm. is a wood elf, um, and yep. I am now a half elf who is a half wood elf, um, half human. And so, uh, just throwing that out there, um, Mom, I, I 
for the first for the first time in a long time i went and i went into town i went to the lower rings with charles oh very nice how was that it it was uh it was it was wonderful in some ways it was uh shocking in some others um and it was a, a bit challenging in in other ways i i saw several things that were quite troubling um and um i i just i just have a couple questions um were you ever poor? Um, yes, I was. Um, like, did did you have a home? I came from a small town in Vianola, a small tribe, that uh, prided themselves on uh, knowing the land around them. Uh, that is how I was able to meet your father. I, I had, um, I had a good knowledge of the southern portion of Vianola and the connections in the mountain ranges um, that the on the Vianola side of the Lunacota Mountains. So I uh, was quite useful to him in surveying the land and trying to discover um, new potential pockets for the Ardenite mines that he um, runs. And so we were poor, but we had a home and we had a place to live. That's that's good. That's good. Um. So, w did father kind of save you from your um, poor lifestyle? Was so? Are you happier here? Clearly, I you didn't am. have much, and now you have the world. I mean, he, he he. It must be so different for you. It is very different. I work much less now. Um, when, when I lived in Vianola, we had to find our own food. We had to, um, move often in order to stay with the, um, herds that we hunted. Uh, we, we had, um, ceremonies that we went through. We had our own way of doing life and I do life very differently now. Um, I still like to go back to Vianola every once in a while to be with my people and my home, but the the lifestyle that I live is one that is nowhere near as hard anymore. Hmm. That that makes sense. I mean, <laughs> that that sounds horrible. Having to work, having to move. I mean, and, and it is never. It's just different. Your your father works very very hard and manages many many people and pays them all very well and keeps their lives going and so it is different in a way of one is for survival and one is for profit. Um, the lower rings I have noticed seem to have people that work for very little and have very little. Um, it, it was different when I was in Vietnam. I still worked very hard for what I had um, versus some people that I have seen who work very little for what they have, um, riding on the backs of others. Uh, but there is also a sense of community with it. When we were in Vietnola, there was many times where I was too small or too weak or not smart enough or good enough that I didn't know how to get the resources that I needed or where to get them. And it took 
someone coming alongside of me and showing me the way and teaching me how to work hard and how to figure these things out um, to really understand how to survive on my own. Hmm. Mother, I've been pondering something and it's, um, it, it, it might be hard to hear, but I, I think I might need to do it. Um, hmm. You, you've always been, uh, very supportive of me. You've, um, encouraged me in my music, which, you know, I love you. You've taught me about nature. Um, you've, you've, been there to to tell me that my magic is coming along when in all reality it wasn't and and uh, you you've just been you've you've been a comfort to me around here um it, it's hard sometimes with father you know i understand he he has a business he wants me to take up the business um and he wants me to make sure that i'm schooled that i know what i'm doing but but it, it's it can be a lot at times and and you kind of have given me a bit of escape. Um, now, and, and, and knowing that you came from somewhere like I was just at is, is so alarming to me. It's, it's shocking that someone like you could be from someone like, or somewhere like that. And I'm thinking maybe I want to give more people from those places more of a chance. Uh, those people are just okay just sitting there they they have nothing they sure they need talents but just as father was saying they they are uneducated they 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 need to be shown a better way of life they need to be given a chance and and i think that i could maybe give them that chance and i know it's crazy but i've never really been into the thought of owning the business i'm not good at that anyways and i'm much better at um I don't know music. I'm I'm better at uh, uh, magic and and laughter. I I don't know. I I just I feel like there's more to offer out there for the fellow's family name than I could do in the business. And and I'm thinking that maybe I need to go uh, and go give them a chance and show them how to live a good life. Okay. Um, there, um, there are a number of things that go with that. Um, the, as you know, I, I have always supported you in your endeavors, but this would be different than anything else that you've ever done. This would be challenging. This would be something that I don't think you could do perhaps there are just so many people down there that need to be changed that brought up taught proper morals and how to work hard and how to obviously like i came from a place like them but it wasn't like i like your father came to educate us he he just was there and i happened to take a hold of some of the teachings that he could bring me and and mother, if it wasn't for my father, you would not be here. You'd be stuck living, moving, working. You, it, 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 it makes sense to me. I mean, I, I think I could do something. If, if not just to lend a helpful hand and, and tell them that there's more to life. I, 
I don't know. I don't think I'll be able to make um, much difference owning a business. It, it's bigger than me anyways. What will I do? Just be busy like Dad cooped up in an office? I don't want that. I want to play. I want to dance. I, 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 I met a girl today, Mother. I wouldn't have done that here. There's so much to life. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. You, I, maybe I just you, need to go and think. You, yeah, um. I thought you of all people would understand go, me. Go, go talk to your father. He will, he'll be able to help you with this. Um, help educate you. I can't, I am not doing a good job of explaining these things. You, you go talk to your father. Um, and she kind of gets up and just starts walking away. And you can see she like downs the rest of her glass. <laughs> oh, that's Neithindil. <laughs> I don't know. That's her name. Um, oh, shoot. Edward is worked up. Um, you know, tears in the eyes. Um, he did not get the response from his mother that he was anticipating. He thought his mother, as always, would be encouraging and say, yes, there are people out there that need your help, um, etc. And he's also torn because the weight of his business, this father's business, is on his shoulders, etc. Um, so I would imagine he spent some time in the garden. Um, maybe he spent some time with some music, practicing magic, but none of that really appeases him. Um, whew. <laughs> He's gonna go speak to Charles again. Okay. Um, um, where, where would he find Charles? So Charles has his own room, um, much smaller than any of the other rooms, but um, just enough. It's actually fairly nice for, um, you know, some of the other, um, some of the other places that butlers would stay. Um, but Charles has his own room with... Uh, plenty of space, um, walk-in closet for the few things that he has, a desk, drawers, all that good stuff. Um, and so you go and knock on that um, and knock on his door and he um, opens the door and says, ah. And then, I barge uh, in. I don't that? even let him say anything. I barge in and I just start oh. off. I'm like, why are there people who don't have money? I don't get it. People just have to do things. Why don't more people just tell them, hey, pick up an instrument or hey, go out and make a chair make some money i i don't get it why are people just sitting around while there are people that don't have homes i don't understand i thought my mother would be supportive but i guess she's sit, not sit, sit down and he like has you like he like gently like sits you down on his bed and just says breathe young master <sighs> breathe i'm so upset my father just gave half answers to everything I... do you certainly understand you were you born of a poor family like were you noble there's so my, i'm so confused my family has served as um servants for many years to your family um if i were to uh, marry and have a child my son would eventually serve you and your son and just as my father has served your father and his father um that makes we, sense we were Yes, we. There are many different things um, that go into it, but we still work hard and we make our way. And now I live in this beautiful estate and one of the best families and most uh, predominant families here in the in the city. I am. I'm truly blessed to serve you. So Charles, Charles, then if it's that simple, why aren't? 
people like us going out and giving jobs to more people. I, I still don't, well, there are I don't only get so it. many jobs. Well, why don't they tell them how to live? I mean, clearly they have to turn to crime. I mean, they don't, they're uneducated. I mean, why don't we offer them some of that? Why? Let me slow down. Charles. I, as you know, I've always struggled with the business side of things. Um, I, I, I do the work, I, I learn but, mm -hmm. and all that, but I don't enjoy it. And mm -hmm. you know, you've, you've seen me and heard me practice, and I'm getting quite good at music. I'm, I'm getting pretty decent at magic, and, and I'm thinking that maybe, maybe I could make the family name great in, in a different way. Maybe I could go out and build more people up, uh, educate them, teach them how to live a better way, a way that's not full of crime and laziness. One that's full of work and good, good conduct. Um, what we have here, and and if I built enough of those people up, then perhaps I could, I could grow the business even further than Dad could ever imagine. I, I, do you understand, Charles? I I want to. If you weren't here, if you weren't here with our family, you would have nothing. And I want to maybe offer similar things to others. And I know Dad. I know my father won't like that. I know he'll. Maybe even be angry at me, but maybe if I work hard enough, as he's always taught me, that I can make a name for myself. And, and that's what I'm thinking, Charles, sir, and I don't know what to sir, do. Sir, there are... Everyone has a place in this world. Your place is with this business, is with your family. My place is here, serving your family. And, you and the people, and the, just the place of those people on the streets, that's their place in the world to just suffer? Who are we to decide their place? Who are we to try and change this? The destiny has reasons for us all. There are places <laughs> for us all. You have been brought into this family and been given everything. You wish to turn your back on this family and throw that all away so you can go help some random stranger on the street that you don't even know their story, that you don't know anything about their lives? Charles. Try to think clearly here. Charles, I'm trying to think clearly. I, I there's, another, there's another piece of the puzzle, and... I know it's not the most important thing, but Charles, you you saw how that girl looked at me. I've I've never had a girl look at me like that. I, I've never even met anyone because I'm always on this stupidest state. Don't tell my father I said that. But that there's I feel like there's more to life than sitting in an owner. office. I I'd just be sitting in an office, you know. And if I were to have a family, I wouldn't even be with them. That that sounds horrible. I. Maybe there's more to life than this. Maybe my place in the world is going and helping those. Have you ever thought of that, Charles? It is not my place to determine where you go and what you do. I am but a humble servant. If you want to go out... But you're you my out. friend, Charles. You're my friend. I've been with you more than my father. I, 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 I've... You've... You've... You taught me how to shave, Charles. I... I, I, I want you to know why I might be leaving. It's not because I hate my family. It's not because I think they don't love me. It's because I think there's more out there for me, okay? <sighs> then do it. Why are you talking? It is not my place to tell you where you are to go. You are the one who has been given everything. The education, the pampering, the money, the, the clothes, the food. What you choose to do with it is yours. It is not my place to tell you. 
I simply know that your whole life you have been brought up to take over this business. This is a successful and prominent business that helps many, many people. By supplying Audronite, we, we create magic that helps so many people. It is not like taking over this business will be the end of your life. Or that the, you won't be able to help people by doing this. You'll provide jobs for them. The the mineral that you supply to the arcane practitioners of this city will will help allow them to heal and to and allow their their work to thrive, which in, in turn allows others to thrive. You don't have to go out and dirty your hands in the mud to help people. You can stay here. With your family, where it is clean and proper and good. Charles. <laughs> what you just said has actually given me a lot of clarity. It's, it's helped me so much. Um, saying, I mean, I have been given everything. I, it's, it's mine. It's mine to use. It's not my father's. He's sure he's given it to me, but it, it is mine. It's mine. I, I get to do it. I get to do it. I can with it. And I, I know. <laughs> I know he's never said it, but I see it in his eyes. And I know why I'm not out of the estate much. I know he's a, rather embarrassed by me having a half-elf son. I, I know that for generations it's been humans. Um, and I, I'm not ashamed, but I, I know he's he's been rather embarrassed by me, especially since... I haven't been very stellar on the business side of things, and I know that this, <laughs> this would just push it over the edge. If I were to leave and spend time with those who have less, I, I know he would just be enraged. But, but Charles, listen, if, if, if I go, and if I make a difference, and if the fellow's name is great because of me, because of what I've done outside of this estate, then perhaps my father would be more proud of me than he could ever be now. Do you understand? Your Even if I do have a- father is very proud of you. I don't know. I don't know if he is. He doesn't tell me. Mother tells me. She'll say, good job, Edward. And she'll say, that sounds really good, Edward. But my father just says, study harder. And I'm fine with that. I get it. He has to work hard. I have to work hard. But. I just want him to say that he thinks what I've done is worthwhile, and I think maybe what I'll do out there is more worthwhile than what I can do with the business. So, Charles, if I go, I want you to know that I'll miss you, and I want you to know that I'm thankful for you, and I want you to know that you've been more of a father than my father was. And I know I don't show much appreciation to you, but I care for you. And there's always a place in my home if one day there isn't a place in this home. <laughs> if I have a home. <laughs> That's a strange thought. Um, I, I, I'm troubled. I, I'm going to think it... I, but I can see your passion. And I will not stop you. If this is what you feel you need to do, then you must do it. And I will support you in whatever you decide. Thank you, Charles. And, and Charles, if I'm not here tomorrow, if I'm not here in the morning, uh, tell my father that there will be a note beside my bed. And that 
that is where he can find his um, explaining. I, I don't think I could confront him with this. Mm -hmm. um, feel free to explain away, but I don't know if anything will appease him. Um, mm -hmm. And, and um, <sighs> one last thing. Um, don't tell my father where I am if you ever find me. I, I know you travel into town. If you see me there or if you hear of me elsewhere, don't don't let my father stop me. I, I will come back when when I think it is time. And um and <laughs> shoot, maybe I won't even leave. But it's seeming quite likely. And and also one last thing. Um tell tell my mother that I love her very much and if if this breaks her heart that I'm doing it for people like her and that she's a great reason for me to have passion in the first place. Um, and um, finally, just, just thank you. Um, thank you for all of the m early mornings that you've prepared tea. And, and As you're you. saying this, he just pulls you into a hug. <laughs> and um. Edward, Edward just starts weeping. Um, mm. Ed, Edward can't even make out any words anymore. He's just weeping in mm. the arms of... Charles, the only one that's ever showed him true, true, like, companionship. Um, and after that, um, he pulls away, and he says to Charles, I, I will miss you, friend. And he quickly leaves the room and closes the door behind him. Charles um, heads up to his room, um, composes a letter for his father mm -hmm. that I won't go into. Um, I don't have it pre-prepared or anything. But it essentially says, just lays it out. Um, he doesn't say anything extremely offensive to his father. He keeps it quite professional, actually. Mm -hmm. As in, um, after seeing what I've seen, I believe that I can make the family name great in a new way. Um, I know you've expected me to take up this business. And one day, perhaps I will. But first, I want to make you proud in a way that's different than the past generations, as I am different. Um, mm -hmm. Thank you for all you've given me. I will now use it for good. Signed, Edward and Fellows. And I gather my things. Um, and I don't leave yet. I, huh. I, for the remainder of the day, I stay in my room uh, gathering my things and, and thinking about what's ahead. And then I, I go to bed. And, and that's the end of that day. Yeah, you go to bed. And it's a restless sleep. Um, you're feeling quite troubled and not really sure what to do. You wake up early the next morning before sunrise and you, Charles isn't there as he normally would be to do your morning routine or to help you get dressed or put on your clothes or brush your teeth or anything like that. He is nowhere to be seen. And as you get up, for the first time in a long time, you put on all of your clothes by yourself and <laughs> and gather your things. Um, that letter still laying on your side table right next to your bed. And and it is it is early. I'd also like to say. Mm -hmm. um, yep, yep, it's early. Uh, before my family is up, I suppose maybe my father's up, but he won't be around. Um, yeah, I gather my things. I don't really do anything in my room. Um, I will gather my loot. I will mm -hmm. gather my kalimba. 
I will uh-huh. gather my uh, like like flute, uh, wooden flute, and uh-huh. um, I will make my way up to my mother's room. But I I don't, and I, that's a good question. Does my mother and my father sleep stay in the same room? They stay in the same room. Um, as one thing first though, when you sure. open your door, there is an envelope at your feet. Mm. Um, and as you pick it up, you can see that it's sealed and it is, um, the, um, symbol of the fellow's family, um, their crest that has done the wax seal, but along the border of the crest is a bunch of arcane symbols. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I pop it open. Pull that letter out, baby. What's it say? <laughs> you go to open it, and the symbols um, glow faintly and prevent you from opening the letter. Interesting. I say, well, that's peculiar. I'll try again later. <laughs> and I stick it in my bag. Um, nice. Well, I, before that, though, um, could I could I just, for the sake of rolling one check in this game, could I, mm-hmm. could I roll, like, an arcana check to see yeah. what this might be? Or... Um, if it's magic that I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let me f- go pop- for it. Roll it. Let me pop out my D20. Okay. Oh, ho, ho. Uh, okay. Okay. Ah, oh, I feel so good rolling with this dice for Edward. It's the first nice. check. Okay. Sorry. Oh! Uh, I know. Uh, that's a 13. Yep. There are arcane symbols. All right, um, that's interesting. This seems to be quite advanced, and I stick it in my pack, um, nice. my my very nice looking leather pack, mm-hmm. and I uh, then I head up to my mother's room, or my father's room, um, both of them, and I don't your parents' room, yeah, <laughs> that, um, and I don't I don't make any um, noises. I I'm quiet. Um, and I, I place my hand on the door and I, sa- I just say quietly to myself, um, mother, you've, you've been so supportive and I'm so, so sorry, but I, I need to do this. And after that, I, um, head down, I head to the kitchen, grab some bread rolls, maybe some fruits. Um, yep. I don't know what I need. And after that, I take a deep breath at the front door and I step outside and start making my way down the driveway or wagon way if you may um, I didn't mm-hmm. get to make that joke earlier so I'm glad ah, I very now. nice thank you I like it thanks yeah so so I begin to make my way down <laughs> wait, wait wait just a quick question do you know how to make a wagon are you proficient in landing <laughs> oh my gosh DJ why <laughs> I had to put it in the street wow so why the first, quick context, the first just for session. everybody that's out here, one of my favorite things that Grant has ever done was... It was, I think it I was, was literally the game. first session, I think it, or the yeah. second session I was ever in. Yeah, um, he, uh, we were playing, and he noticed that he was proficient in land vehicles, so he, they were needing a cart, and so he goes, hey guys, I build a land vehicle, for I am proficient in land vehicles. I build a wagon. It was like, <laughs> and we're just like, that's... That's not how that works. Oh my gosh! Literally, now the so, whole world knows. So we've been playing for what five to seven years, somewhere in there, and literally, like they've never let me live that down from like day one. It's for years, I've been tantalized about this. So no, DJ, I am not proficient in land vehicles, and no, I don't build a wagon. 
but I do walk down the wagonway because I am proficient in leg vehicles. Hey, sorry, <laughs> not to take out of the game, but I just wanted to cut no, and teach thank you. That. Thank you for that moment. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, you make your way down the wagonway. Um, let's see. You, yeah, you make your way down the wagonway. You get to the end of your estate, and for a moment, your hand rests on the gate before taking a deep breath. You open the gate, close it behind you, and without looking back, you march forward, Indeed. making your way into the city. Where would you like to go? Oh boy, where would Edward go? Um, first, he makes his way to the guards, because I'm assuming there's that gate. I, I don't go to yep. any of the estates. I go down to the second level, I believe okay. it was. Um, yep. And I'd like to interact with one of the guards that was at the gate. And I'd say, hail and well met, friend. Is this one of the guards that are on the third level leading down to the second yes. level? Or one of yes, the guards yes. at the second level leading down to the first? Uh, the first one you said. So okay. I'm just leaving yeah. the rich area going into the marketplace. Yeah. One of those yeah. guards. Okay, perfect. Who would have seen me yeah. yesterday with Charles, unless it's different Exactly. Guards. Yeah, they're different guards, um, different shifts. Uh, but they um, they recognize you as a fellows as you do have the crest on your on your um, jacket that I do. They are uh, they say good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, I am very good. Um, a bit troubled, but good. Um, I will not be returning. Uh, don't look for me. Um, but I, I would like to ask one thing. Uh, in the marketplace, I'm sure you know the place well. Um, where is the uh, the nicest um, inn you have, or, or perhaps tavern is what they call um, them? There are a variety of different ones. There is. Where, where's the um, best one, the, the nicest? I, I have stayed at the Silver Pegasus before, and it's rather nice. Silver Pegasus? Um, okay. Um, okay. I suppose, uh, could, you, could you, like, point me in that direction? Uh, yes, down the stairs, um, take a right, um, heading west, and then you will travel for probably about a mile, and then it will be this nice building on your left. Um, it has uh, white marble accents with uh, silver lining, um, and, and things like that. You'll be able to recognize it. There's a sign that says white pegasus, or silver pegasus, I should say. Um, so <laughs> that, that is the way. Down the stairs and to the right. Oh, okay, uh, thank you. And um, I started making my way. I, I would like to ask DJ. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would assume that Edward would bring quite a bit of money. I don't know if he has mm-hmm. access to a lot of money, because generally I would imagine Charles is the one that handles that stuff. I never really have yeah. a need for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't I didn't say it in the... I don't want to retcon anything. I don't want to say I tried to take anything from my father, because I don't think he would. Um, but mm-hmm. uh, the noble background offers 25 gold. As the yeah, startup. you have more than that. Okay, how much would you um, like to say that I would have brought with me? So over the years, your father has um, given you an allowance, not necessarily to have spending cash, but more to learn how to manage money. Hmm. Um, Investing. And he's done a good, yeah, exactly. He would, he would create scenarios, and you basically went into business with your dad. He would give you a certain amount of allowance, and then he'd say, hey, here are your options. You can either save it all, or you can buy this thing and potentially make money on it, or you can buy... Um, and he had a variety of like higher cool. end snacks that he would allow you to buy or like um, clothes and stuff. So you basically just would go into business with your dad. That was something that he hadn't done more so in recent years. He's still been giving your allowance, but 
over the last few years, he's just gotten busier and busier. Sure. Um, and so it was something that he more taught you when you're in like your mid teens and stuff. Um, but, um, not exactly um, something you've done recently a whole lot. So, um, yeah, you, that's where you kind of got some money. You probably have about 200 gold by now. Sure. Wow. Okay. Awesome. So just got to mark that down. Sure. So I, um, make my way through the, uh, down the stairs and make my way towards the Pegasus. Uh, what do I see at this hour? Yeah. As you're going through, uh, there's a couple of different things. Um, it's pretty early in the morning. Um, and the sun is rising on the horizon, but because of the walls and the cave and everything like that, it still is pretty dark here in, um, in the second level. Um, so it's fairly dark. You can see that there's plenty of lanterns that are lit, um, nicer buildings. Um, you're kind of towards the marketplace or you're still, uh, the staircase that you go down puts you right in the middle of the marketplace. And so you know that you take a right. Um, and this time you actually go past the second stairwell that leads to the first, um, level, mm -hmm. um, make your way past that into further to the, uh, this would be, uh, west, western end of Athala. Um, and you can see that there are a number of different buildings, storefronts, um, a couple of houses, a couple of inns, stuff like that. Are um, there many people I, out on the streets? Um, at there's this a couple, mostly they're just guards stationed every about a mile or so. Um, there's okay. about two guards stationed every, every mile or so. And I'm um, imagining the sun is coming up at this time. It is around that just time. Barely peeking over the horizon. Sweet. Um, uh, one thing that you do notice is that piece of slate that you got from that woman. Yeah. Um, when you got up to your estate, the symbols were no longer glowing. But the mm. further you've made your way back down, the brighter they've begun to glow. They're it's not like the a where they... hot and cold kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, type of thing. Um, so now that you're on the second level, it's just a little bit brighter than it was. Um, as you got closer to that staircase, it got fairly bright. And now that you're moving past the staircase, it's beginning to dim just a little bit again. Um, Neat. Yeah. How about that? Um, <laughs> so you begin making your way. Um, and eventually on your left side, there is a beautiful um, like baby blue um, building with um, silver trim and white like um, cathedral type pillars mm. that kind of hold up the um, front porch um, and you can see um, it's a nice two-story building with um, what looks like plenty of space inside it and there's a little sign across the top that says silver pegasus um, Edward looks at it and smiles to himself and looks up at the building and goes huh maybe this won't be that bad and he just jolly in a jolly manner just walks right in um, and um, he'd like to first go to, um, wherever there's like seating, like if there's like a open bar or something, that's where he would probably end up going first just to kind of sit and plan. Yeah. There's a couple of different places that you can sit. You enter the, uh, enter the estate and there is a large, um, dining room basically with plenty of tables and booze and there is a bar, um, off to your left side that you could sit at, uh, plenty of space. The ones, the tables would have like more room to like, you know, look at maps or pull up anything that you had brought with you or just set your stuff down versus at the bar. Mm. Um, but it just kind of depends on what you're looking for. So, um, are, are there any people in this large room? You can see that there's one man, um, in the corner smoking, um, a pipe, just kind of sitting by himself with a, with like a, a pint of ale. Um, and there's currently nobody at the bar. I look over at the one man and I say, it's so public in here. And I 
go and uh, get a drink. I don't say that to the man. I say that to myself. I, I, I would like to go and maybe get a drink from the uh, mm -hmm. counter. Is there anybody there? There's currently nobody there. Hmm. Not very great service. Ugh, if only Charles was here. Um, oh well. And I, I, I look over to the m man, and I walk over to him, um, and I say, mm. um, excuse me, sir. You can see it's a, a burly dwarf with kind of this dirty black beard, um, very wrinkled and tight skin, um, mm. kind of a bigger nose, um, smoking his pipe. He's got, it looks like he's been traveling for a little while um, with his one thing of ale. Um, and he looks at you and he goes, hmm, what do you want? Um, uh, do, do, do you know when this um, drink station opens up? Um, no. Hmm. I got this last night. And he drinks the rest of it. Wow. Um, before putting it down and then kind of standing up and goes, let's just keep moving. Dude, you're a Quite a sprightly fellow, uh, huh? Um, and he just kind of like begins meandering his way towards the front door. Um, uh, well, okay. Um, hmm, this is tough. I would like to go up to the front desk next. There is no front desk. There is a bar oh. that currently has no one there. Is there is there like a place to like check in or like or is that the only the only front? That'd probably be the bar. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> I sigh in frustration. And I begin, I, I walk up to the, the counter and begin knocking on the counter and say, Hello, is anybody here? Hmm. Yeah, so after slamming on the, the table for probably like, oh, five minutes or so, <laughs> eventually you can see that there is this, um, this older um, gnomish woman who makes her way down the stairs just to the right of the bar. Um, you can see tattered hair, up kind of frizzy, um, a little bit sticking up, in a nightgown. Um, <laughs> make her way down the stairs and goes, what do you want? I say, thank God, I've been standing here for hours. Um, so I, I just have a couple questions. One, I might need a place to like sleep. Is that something you have here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got rooms. The, the ten silver a night. What do you? What else do you want? Only ten silver. Um, <laughs> great. Uh, I don't have silver with me. Is is one gold okay? That would work perfectly, and okay. that is the same price. Um, I will be back later today. Um, I I have another question. Yes. Um. You can see she's like beginning to wipe sleep from her eyes and stuff. From. For someone who's new to town, where would you recommend is a good place to meet fellow um, travelers? Does that make sense? Uh, I don't I mean, know. I suppose here would be a good spot. Well, we're currently technically closed. Uh, well, how the, long the do I? Open. How long do I wait? The the bar is gonna open in a couple hours. Couple um, hours. Usually the night times are busier. You know, it, it's before dawn, young man. Um, okay, I, I suppose that's fair. I, I'll just, I'll just wait here. In the meantime, could you please get me a drink? I'm parched. She just opens the, uh, the counter, like the, 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 the gates basically to the counter, and says, "Help yourself." 
uh, and then walks back upstairs. Um, I, I try to find the like most expensive line. I even venture kind of back farther into the kitchen looking for like better yeah. stuff. Um, but roll uh, investigation. <laughs> okay, I, I'm into that. I need to stop putting my dice back in my dice case. I need to just leave them out for myself. Um, right. That's a, and this is investigation, correct? That's yes. a 14 to try yeah, and find a good one. You... Yeah, there's not necessarily a whole lot of stuff in the back. Um, you can see that it's more like a kitchen back there. Um, so there's um, an ice box that has um, some meats, um, a big old barrel of salt that as you kind of like dig your way through, you can see there's a number of different dried meats and stuff. Um, Plenty of uh, vet fruits and vegetables, stuff that um, would go bad in a couple of days. Um, you probably get the instance that she collects them very often. Um, but you make your way back to the bot, uh, back to the bar, and beneath the bar, kind of in the back corner of one of the little cabinets, um, you can see there's one bottle of yes. pretty, pretty well aged wine. I take find. a I take a nice glass and I pour myself some wine and I very tidily put it back and everything. Um, and I, I go to my table and I sit there and I wait for nice. however long I need. To, Edward needs to wait. <laughs> He's rather grumpy, a little tired. Mm -hmm. um, he nice. might take out his flute here and there and play a tune. Um, but yeah, he just waits. Perfect. Um, and with that, that's actually where we're going to end your session um, here yes, by I yourself that's where you're in the beautiful <laughs> spot of uh, the Silver Pegasus in the oh. uh, second ring of Athala. Um, that's where we'll end. Thank you guys so much wow. for watching. Um, like we said at the beginning of the episode, um, look forward to a couple more episodes. I think we have um, two more one-shots. We have one with Drew um, and then one with Aaron, um, Cather, and Tarak. Um, so look forward to those. There should be Drew's is going to be on Monday, and I believe Terax is going to be on the following Friday. And then we have those two group shots um, before taking our one-week break and then going into our full-fledged campaign. So feel free to be, keep coming back. Um, Seven o'clock Central Standard Time, Mondays and Fridays. Um, we look forward to seeing you guys there. Um, awesome. Do you have anything you want to say, Grant, before we take off? I would like to say that to our dungeoneers that are listening to our one shots, whether it be now or in the future. Thank you for watching Edward's introduction. It was a blast. I'm so excited to play this character, and I'm very, very, very excited to see how he changes and how he interacts with our very unique party group of adventurers. So thank you for listening, um, and I'm so, so, so thankful to be a part of this wonderful cast with this great DM. <laughs> we are so, so thankful to have you as well here, Grant. I feel like we're like talk like radio talk show host now like oh thank you so much for coming on to the show you know it's so great <laughs> yes um, that's exactly what's happening thank you for listening to the paper dungeon podcast if you enjoyed this episode check us out on twitch at twitch.tv slash the paper dungeon we also have exclusive content on our website at thepaperdungeon.com and you can find us on most social media platforms with the tag at the paper dungeon once again thank you for listening See you next time, Dungeoneers.